This is Ask OT Kimberly, a listener-supported podcast at Anchor FM. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more about Ask OT Kimberly. Thank you for your support. Sojourner Truth House is a ministry founded by the Poor Handmaidens of Jesus Christ, a women's ministry dedicated to the unhoused women and children of Northwest Indiana and specifically within the city of Erie. St. Stephen's House is a ministry in Minneapolis, Minnesota, dedicated to the unhoused of the metro. Like many urban hubs across the nation, Minneapolis, despite its being Fortune 500 capital of the U.S., having major, major organizations centered there like Target Corp, General Mills, Medtronic and beyond, Best Buy, you name it, they're centered there. There's a very large unhoused community, often of women and children, as well as those who are indigenous Americans in the city who were the victims of unrighteous behavior within the nation at its founding. It's organizations like Sojourner Truth House and St. Stephen's, amongst others, that Make sure that we understand the principle that God is talking about in Proverbs 28 and 27. One thing that I know about both of these ministries is that because of their dedication to the unseen people of this world, they have been thriving ministries. They are able to repeatedly support the needs through transitional care services, social support services, through a number of ways, getting those who we often don't know about into a world that we don't see. Minneapolis, for instance, is kind of an oxymoron in the sense that it is a Fortune 500 capital, yet has one of the largest working poor populations or unhoused working communities in the nation. One of the understandings that I came to know is that there are communities where you have a minimum wage that is necessary in order to live within a certain community. And oftentimes you have a community where the minimum wage that an organization is offering is far below what an organization is offering for the local rental rates. And so you have community members, such as those in Minneapolis, who are struggling to make ends meet and often find themselves unhoused or homeless. For the past several years, Tent City has been at the center of the community in Minnesota. If you go along anywhere along the major parks, the chain of lakes, along Franklin Avenue, along a number of major pathways across the city, you will see tents everywhere. And it's often not who you think. Many of the individuals who live within these communities are working. They work hard, often one to two jobs, and yet, They live in a community where it's incredibly difficult for them to find income because many of the rentals 
for this community require an individual to make three times the monthly rental rate in order to secure housing. If these individuals are making minimum wage, that's not enough to secure what the housing rental rates are requesting. And so this brings us back to Proverbs 28 and 27. It brings us back to understanding that we need to open our eyes to what is happening to those around us, especially those who are poor. By supporting organizations like St. Stephen's in Minneapolis and Sojourner Truth House in Gary, Indiana, Northwest Indiana, we are making sure that those most impacted by poverty, which are women and children, are experiencing the fullness of what God has for them in their lives. The beautiful thing about both of these ministries is that when you look at the fruit of what it is that they're doing, you see that they're being incredible stewards of what has been donated to their organizations. And in making their donations or receiving their donations from community members like you, they have been able to help women and their children make incredible strides. Pay inequity is a major thing impacting women. It is not unusual to know that when you look at for every dollar that a male makes and specifically a white male and even other ethnicities of males, when you look at their dollar earned per hour and compare it to women's dollar per hour, and then you add on different layers of ethnicity, you will see oftentimes women are making 60 to 80 cents per dollar of every man's dollar. And for the same work. This message is about listening to what God has said in his word, about taking care of those who are oftentimes beset by poverty that we don't see on a day-to-day basis. And it's about being a cheerful giver to those organizations who cheerfully give of their time and their resources, asking nothing of return, but just asking for us to support those that we often don't acknowledge. I'm going to leave you with another scripture. This scripture comes from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 7. This chapter and these verses remind me of my church in Minnesota. Growing up in the mainline traditions, mainline Protestant traditions, I did not know much about one of the denominations that I became a part of in my last few years within Minneapolis. And that is the, I guess you would say, the Assemblies of God or the churches that many of our Baptist traditions and Methodist traditions and other, what we would call maybe the non-charismatic 
Protestant denominations might not be as comfortable with or might not as be as aware of in the body of Christ. This church, to me, embodies what it is that God calls of in terms of service in the height of the pandemic and in the height of the craziness happening after the death of George Floyd, our community in Minneapolis, where my church is housed, went through an incredible amount of destruction. There were individuals who were not from our community who were coming in, burning properties that were not theirs. Oftentimes, the individuals can be seen on video. Daytime, nighttime, these are individuals who are not from the community, but coming from outer or greater Minnesota, coming from neighboring Wisconsin, into the community, not to do the work of the Lord, but to destroy. And we know that the destroyer is not God, but it is the enemy. It is Satan. One of the beautiful things about this time, despite this destruction, is that my church in Minneapolis became a hub and center of many churches giving to business owners and community members who lived in and around our church, who were unhoused unexpectedly, or those who were just in the community who were finding themselves having a hard time making ends meet, having a hard time eating, having a hard time just living. And so there were a number of churches from around the Twin Cities who were not just Protestant mainliners, but they were evangelicals, they were other denominations who knew of our church, who knew of the reputation of our pastor and reached out and said, what can we do? Our church is known for being missionaries locally, as well as being missionaries on the international front. Around the world, in many nations, including Nigeria, the Middle East, and beyond. In every couple weeks, we would have a ministry report from our missionaries who would be coming home to talk about the work that they were doing overseas. And so this heart of giving and giving freely can be seen throughout the church. During the pandemic, our church basement was converted into a food center, essentially a food bank, for those who needed help. You did not have to be a Christian to receive. In fact, right across the street from our church was a mosque. If you know anything about the Twin Cities, we have a very large Muslim community. So there's a lot of intersection that's there and a lot of outreach and a lot of ability to share what our faith shows, which is to give and to give freely and to give to those who we often don't see. So our church was contacted by a community of interdenominational churches 
multicultural churches and said, what can we do? Financial donations, practical food donations, all were sent in to our church because there was recognition of our role in the community and our stewardship of the resources that God had given us and continues to give us. And so being a member of the church, I want to read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, and ask that you pray for God to allow it to minister to your heart about what you should give and to whom you should give. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to read that one more time for you. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he or she has decided in his or her heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is the word of the Lord coming from 2 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. And Proverbs 28, verse 27 says, Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them, they will receive many curses. This is the word of the Lord. As you make decisions about what you are going to give in the church or to ministries, prayerfully ask God to reveal to you through the word as we've shared here, and there are many others, other scriptures and other texts about how should you steward the resources that he has given you. The resources that we have are about the Lord. The resources that we have are not ours. We don't own them. The resources that we have are the Lord's. And so we are to ask the Lord, how do we take what God has given us and steward it in a way that is honoring to God and honoring to all of his people, which include the poor? This is Ask O.T. Kimberly, a listener-supported podcast at Anchor FM. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more about Ask O.T. Kimberly, your go-to for learning and development. Thank you for your support.